everybody, this is Josh Wagner, and today I'm wondering about mental illness uh, at my Wondering to Work podcast. So uh, I'm going to also talk about the movie The Joker a little bit. Uh, I've seen it twice now, and it's out, so if you want to see it and haven't yet, well, don't listen to the rest of this, because I want to be referencing some things in it that may or may not be spoilers, who knows what's going to happen, but um, probably glean a lot from the from the preview. Anyway... Follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Wondering to Work, W-O-N-D-E-R-T-O-W-O-R-K at either Instagram or Facebook. So one of the things that I liked about that, let me just say, first of all, I've seen the movie twice, The Joker, and I honestly think that it's probably one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. It's not because it's happy and cheery. I mean, I know it's about a clown, but it's not really about a clown, is it? Um... It's very realistic, though, in some senses, and other, obviously not realistic in others. Uh, they couch it in a comic book movie because <laughs> I think it's brilliant because it's a fictional character, not like glorifying someone that has had mental illness in the past and has shot up schools and stuff like that. But it's couched in sort of a fictional sort of, I'll say idealistic in the sense of, you know, it's an idealized sort of um, mental illness. But real mental illness is actually kind of messier than that movie. But I think that if you actually go see the movie, The, the Joker, you, you should be disturbed watching it. I was disturbed watching it. And for for one really good reason, and that's that they got it right. I think that they got it right. Now, I'm not a mental health professional. You know, I've dealt with mental health issues with other people and myself, uh, you know, in a spiritual director kind of capacity. And I've dealt with... Um, my own mental health issues, depression, anxiety, which I think is very common these days. And um, so, and of course, I've been in therapy for a while and I do a lot of reading on the subject, but I'm not an expert. I'm not licensed or anything like that. So this is purely opinion at this point, but I do think that they got it right. One of the tenets of the movie is that you see this Arthur Fleck character kind of go get worse and worse and worse. And he's already kind of in a bad place. He's taking a lot of, a lot of medications, seven medications. He's seeing a social worker every week and his, you know, he, he wants, he's a clown by day and he gets beat up and he just, his life is terrible. His mother's got troubles, which you later find out she had a lobotomy, you know, because that was a popular thing in the sixties and, you know, and this is set in 1981. So you know, he lives with his mother and it's really kind of a sad situation and, and they, he has these delusions of grandeur, which, you know, and right off the bat, like very quickly into the movie, you he has this sort of scene where he is imagining himself in the audience of a talk show, like a Tonight Show kind of thing. And um, it's, uh, it's a very, you know, seamless sort of entry from where he's watching the television to where he's actually in the audience. And it's almost like a memory sort of thing. And so you, you kind of assume that it might have happened, but then you kind of get the idea that it was fictional. But you just get a sort of glimpse into that. Then he has to stop taking his medicine. Then he, you know, starts to kind of lose it. He kills some people, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, the killing part is what makes the movie hard. But um, it's uh, it's very hard to watch because at a certain point, you don't know what's real and what's not. Like, you don't know if he's actually got a girlfriend. And you find out that he kind of doesn't have a girlfriend. It's all in his head. And it gets worse and worse. The, the, the delusions get mixed in with the reality. And, and as a movie watcher, you can't really tell what's going on and neither can he he doesn't really you don't even know if he's having a delusion or if he's locked in a psych ward and having this whole movies in his head or you know if it's because the social worker and in, in the in the outside and the 
social worker on the inside of the psych ward look exactly the same or very similar to each other. So you just don't know. And, and it's a sort of an inception type thing. Well, here's where I think they got it right. I can tell you that dealing with my own issues with mental illness, depression, and anxiety, that what happens is you, you stop being able to tell what reality is. And obviously, I, I didn't get to the level of the guy in the movie, or else I'd be, I guess, in jail, but uh, or in an institution, right? But the fact is that when I've had my worst depression and worst anxiety, you, I can't really tell where like reality is. And not in the same sense that he did. But let me give you, for instance, you get this thought in your head when you have anxiety, and I know there's lots of people that watch and listen to this that have anxiety. You get this thought in your head like, I'll give you one recently that I had in the last six months. I was, I was actually in a very bad spot around March and April. And one of the reasons was I was like, I'm going to be homeless. So I had this kernel in my head that I'm going to be homeless. You know, I own a house. I bought a house a few years ago, et cetera, et cetera. The payment is very low. It's less than most people pay for rent. You know, I did a, I had a very good friend that it was a real estate agent that helped me to find this house. Even if I just did Uber and Lyft, there was no way I was going to be homeless. Like, it wasn't a reality. But in my head, it was a reality. Like, not in the sense that I was hallucinating, like Arthur Fleck does in the movie, but in the sense that my brain could not tell that it was just a thought, that it was just a you know, a worry that I had. And that that's the problem with worry also and PTSD and all these other things is that your brain <coughs> doesn't actually know what's fact and what's fiction. So it makes it very difficult. And it's not like you don't know what's fact and fiction. Your brain doesn't know what's fact and fiction. So, you know, when I started thinking about being homeless, you know, I, and it was just very far from a reality. I mean, there's so many reasons that I wasn't going to be homeless. And let alone my family and all those kind of things that were my friends that were willing to help me, all those, all those great people in my life that I had. If you get this thought in your head and it just ruminates, it's called rumination. You just go round and round and round like, oh my gosh, if I'm homeless, I'm going to live in, in high street, a German village. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be hungry all the time. I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be, I have to give up my dog, you know, all these the kind of thoughts. And you can't tell where it, it's, you know, your brain doesn't know if it's real or not. And that's the problem with the Joker and, and Arthur Fleck in the, in the movie, The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, is that you don't really know what's fact and fiction. Now, for him, it's a, an extreme version of that. It's literal delusion. It's hallucination. It's, you know, auditory hallucination, visual hallucination, those kind of things. But what's that? What's the difference? It's, you know, I guess maybe it's a difference in kind because he had real psychological, you know, deep psychological issues that I haven't had to deal with, like probably schizophrenia and all sorts of different things and traumatic brain injuries and that, that I don't have to deal with any of those things. But I mean, is it really, is it really that different? It, my brain doesn't really know the difference between fact and fiction. So I think that's why the movie gets it right. And also why the movie is disturbing because honestly, at some level that happens to every one of us where, where we get into a situation where, you know, our worries overwhelm us or our, our anxieties overwhelm us or our possibilities over what possibilities are an awful thing. Like I read, I, I had this meme and I, I need to find it again, but it said basically like 98% of what we worry about never comes to pass. But man, can I worry about that 98% stuff? Like it's real, like it's real. If you look at like 12 step people, like people in recovery, AA, NA, that kind of stuff, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, there's a, they have a saying that, uh, it's kind of interesting. Fear is an acronym for false events appearing real. And there's, that's really what happens in the Joker is that, is that you, and to the, even to the audience, you can't tell what's real and what's not. The whole movie, from beginning to end, like the ending makes it you wonder if the whole thing is real, sort of like Inception does. Um, at the end of Inception, you don't really know if, if he's still in the dream or not. But 
Like, I can tell you that I've had plenty of false events appearing real. Someone not liking me. Someone liking me, <laughs> you know? Someone, uh, you know, someone, like, the fear of losing somebody. The fear of being homeless. The fear of people not liking me. The, the fear of making a difficult decision. The fear, and, and of course, you know, I use fear, but, I mean, it can go to anger, can go to anxiety, can go to anything, you know? Uh, depression, which is a form of anxiety, you know, cognitively speaking, um, and, and it's just, all of a sudden you get to this belief that nothing is right. Nothing is good. Uh, nothing matters. Uh, that anything you like doesn't bring you pleasure because you just believe that you're not worth it or it doesn't, doesn't do it. And all of a sudden it just start changing your beliefs. And once perceptions, false perceptions start to change belief, you're in serious trouble because belief is actually, is actually the, the baseline of everything. Whatever I believe, I'm going to try and make it come to pass. So whatever I believe about myself, whatever I believe about other people, those are influenced by our perceptions, our emotions, and the more you have the same kind of perception and the same kind of emotion, the more solidified the belief, whatever it might be, good or bad, is going to be in, in your brain. So one of the things I've been studying recently is Stoicism. I love Stoicism, it's kind of interesting. Like the first tenet of Stoicism is see clearly. Like that is really important because like when I was in the worst throes this last year of my um, anxiety and depression, which is around March and April. Um, you know, there's some reasons that that happened, which aren't relevant to this conversation. But um, I, I had to, I could not see things clearly. And so the first thing is like, see things clearly. That means you have to get a counselor. That means you have to confide in a friend. You have to go to an AA meeting. You have to do <laughs> some group therapy. You have to read about some things. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to write some things down, journal some things out. Um, you got to do those things. I mean, it's really, really super important that you're honest with the reality that you're contending with. And of course, we're never going to get 100% of reality. We're never going to get it. It's, it, you know, we have filters in our heads that prevent it because, you know, perception is you only view things from one angle at a time. And that means you're missing every other angle that's possibly there. So, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be, you have to really contend with, with reality. And that's hard sometimes because all of the images in your head, and, and I've said this before, I think I've said this before in this podcast, but I've said it before other places, your brain doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. Most of your brain, most of your brain doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. Most of your brain will take the possibility and the worry as the same as a real event that's going on. And then it'll produce all the same anxieties. And then you'll start to believe that that event's going to happen. And then you're, then you start going into this spiral. So I don't know. Um, a lot of mental illness out there, you know, everybody has some of it. And the best line of the movie, it was actually written down in a notebook. It's something along the lines of the Joker movie, something along the lines of the problem with mental illness is that people want you to act like you don't have it. And, and that's a really powerful thing because there's so much of it and it's okay to have it. And like I said, I, I've had anxiety and I've had depression and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, anyway, uh, I just got a phone call from my friend. I'm going to uh, take it, but uh, follow me, Wondering to Work, Twitter, and um, Facebook, not doing to do the, not Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, I'm not going to do Twitter, I just can't stand it, and um, I'll talk to you next time on the way to work.